Welcome to the Finding True Health Podcast, episode number 41. Today we're going to get into guilt and shame around food and around eating behaviors. And we'll talk about who the food police are and how to get rid of them and what to do just if you're feeling a lot of shame around your eating. Now, I have a slightly different view on this topic than some of the other intuitive eating professionals out there, just based on my own experiences and my own beliefs. So I'm going to be sharing my opinions. But as always, then you'll get to decide how you want to view this topic and what best serves you in your life. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for personalized care, and it shouldn't take the place of getting more individual care from a health professional, from a doctor or a dietitian when needed. All right, let's get going. Are you ready to be done with diets, done trying to mold your body to fit unrealistic beauty standards? Do you want to create a healthy lifestyle simply to feel better and have more energy each day? Do you want to finally find food freedom? Hey, I'm Jenna, a registered dietitian nutritionist. Not long ago, I was an overwhelmed mom and struggled to make myself a priority. I hated my body and wondered how I could stop beating myself up every time I looked in the mirror. I also felt frustrated about my health and wished I could get myself to exercise consistently, eat more vegetables, eat less sugar, you know, actually do the things I knew could improve my mood and energy levels. But I kept telling myself I didn't have enough time or motivation or willpower or, well, you get the idea. But with some help from God, I was able to turn my health and life around. And I want to help you do the same. In this podcast, you'll find trustworthy nutrition information, critical mindset shifts, and actionable advice. So you can feel better, fill your life with sustainable, healthy behaviors, and be confident in your own skin, no matter your size. So if you're ready to make peace with chocolate, but love your salad too, this is the podcast for you. Hello, I cannot wait to get into this topic today, but first I want to share the exciting announcement that I mentioned last week. As many of you know, my self-paced online course called Health Through Habits has been available for a few months now. I poured so much time and energy and love into that course, and I love having that super helpful resource for people who kind of want to do a self-paced on your own program. But I also know that a lot of people want more individualized help with their health. Maybe they just want a little more accountability or need someone to help them figure out where they're getting stuck and how to get unstuck. Maybe they need help with their mindset around food or body image, or maybe with more of the logistics of what to eat and all that. Well, I'm excited to be opening up my Habit Masters program where not only do you get everything offered in my self-paced course, so dozens of video lessons and tons of cheat sheets and recipes and templates and the whole shebang, but you also get one-on-one support from me to answer any questions, to help you set goals, to just help you progress along your journey really with whatever you need. I will be right there by your side along your health journey. Now, if you've already bought Health Through Habits and you want to add the one-on-one support, then you can reach out to me at support at genoweight.com and upgrade if you'd like. And here's the kicker. I only have seven spots available for Habit Masters at this time. So if you are interested, then you're going to want to act quickly Go to my website, jennawaite.com, and you can click on work with me, or you can just go straight to healththroughhabits.com and find the program there. I am so excited to start working more closely with some of you and to be opening up this Habit Masters program. All right, let's get into our topic for the day. This topic of guilt and shame around food 
is kind of another deep and nuanced topic. Uh, Most of the messaging I hear around this topic falls under one of two camps. The first one is messages seeped in diet culture. So messages that insinuate that you should feel guilty for eating any food that is, quote, bad for you, or going off your diet plan, or breaking a food rule, eating sugar, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's kind of the other end of the spectrum, the other camp that you should never feel guilty for eating any type or amount of food. Um, Guilt should never have a place in your eating whatsoever. As usual, I don't think that it's completely black and white here. I will say that I think women go to shame and guilt far too often, far more than is necessary or needed when it comes to food and eating. But is there ever a time when guilt might be necessary or even useful in this area? Well, let's start talking about the one extreme that diet culture takes us to. Diet culture teaches good foods versus bad foods. It teaches that there are good nutrients and bad nutrients. And we, we really have become a nation that's riddled with guilt based on how we eat. Even people who aren't on diet can experience kind of this angst around eating. There was actually a random survey done of over 2,000 adults and Almost half, 45% of them said that they feel guilty after eating foods that they enjoy. And the amount that they ate of these, quote, bad foods had almost nothing to do with the level of shame and despair that they felt when they were eating those foods. This is when we see certain foods kind of take on a morality. We think of certain foods as being bad, and therefore, if we eat them, then we are bad for eating them. Because diet culture sends so many messages about good foods and bad foods, this just leads to so much more guilt and shame around eating. And the funny thing is, what's deemed as, quote, good on one diet or eating plan might be the exact same thing that's, quote, bad on another one and vice versa. So I've seen a lot of nutrients like this. Uh, For example, fat is deemed very good on the keto diet, but is very bad on like a low calorie, low fat diet. Other food examples, I've seen potatoes, bananas, whole grains, dairy. These are a few foods I see kind of demonized and looked down on on one diet, but on another diet, they might be viewed as really great and a necessary part of being on that diet. Diet mentality also promotes all or nothing thinking and good and bad eating instead of just moderation and listening to our bodies and finding foods that help us feel good while also being tasty and satisfying. We have to remember there are no right or wrong foods to eat. There are foods with varying degrees of satisfaction, varying degrees of nutrition. They do different things in our body, but food is food. There's no morality attached to any individual food or nutrient. Diets are also really big on rules. They set up guidelines and rules that need to be followed, and that can lead to feeling really guilty if you break a rule while you're on the diet. For example, eating at certain times of the day or combining foods, certain foods. If you don't stay within your certain calorie or macro limit, if you eat foods with demonized substances like sugar or salt in it. Anytime there's a rule involved, then we're naturally going to feel guilty when we break that rule. And the funny thing is, at the same time, a lot of us have kind of this little rebel part of us that wants to break rules sometimes. And so these rules can really come 
back to bite us. So part of rejecting diet culture means rejecting this all or nothing thinking. We have to embrace the mindset that all foods can fit in a healthy diet, that food is simply a combination of different nutrients. There's absolutely no morality tied to nutrients or combinations of nutrients. And we need to stop putting certain foods up on a pedestal, like calling certain foods superfoods. And at the same time, we need to stop demonizing other ones. In fact, referring to food as certain foods as junk foods really reinforces this idea of good versus bad. And it insinuates that all foods that are meant for pleasure alone are completely unnecessary and that eating them is comparable to eating trash. And that's why I don't prefer using that term junk food. Changing the way we refer to these foods that maybe don't provide much benefit to our body, but do provide some enjoyment in our lives if we choose to eat them on occasion, then that's a good step towards kind of getting rid of this good, bad mentality around food. And that's why I really prefer calling those types of foods pleasure foods or fun foods or play foods rather than junk food. We have to remember that health is going to look different for everybody depending on our situation. When we see food contributing to poor health, it's not usually with any particular food or nutrient. It's often the amount of certain nutrients maybe that we're getting and it's a matter of what other things are being eaten with those, um, how th foods are being eaten. There are really a lot of factors that affect our health when it comes to particular foods. So for example, baking soda is made up of phosphorus and aluminum. Now, both of those are very toxic ingredients when eaten in large amounts. But we use baking soda in such small amounts that it's not an issue water can even be toxic if we get too much of it. But we don't create rules around water and baking soda or shame people from for eating them. And that's why I think we just need to get rid of this idea of rules and shame and guilt around foods that have nutrients that yes, eaten in large amounts can harm our body, but small amounts of them are, are not going to be an issue. When we talk about this topic in intuitive eating, we refer to kind of rejecting these ideas, these diet culture ideas, and these rules and ideas of good, good versus bad in eating as challenging the food police. The food police is a strong voice that is often developed through dieting, diet culture, and it keeps track of if you're doing, quote, good or, quote, bad in regards to your eating. We see food police voices all over the place. They are found just in our culture as a whole, uh, they often come from certain people in our lives, maybe doctors, maybe a parent or a spouse. They're also usually found within ourselves. In many of our thoughts, we have these food police thoughts going on in our heads a lot, especially if we have a history of dieting. In the book Intuitive Eating, Evelyn and Elise encourage us to, quote, scream aloud no to thoughts in your head that declare you're, quote, good for eating minimal calories and quote, bad, because you ate a piece of chocolate cake. The food police monitor the unreasonable rules that diet culture has created. The police station is housed deep in your psyche, and its loudspeaker shouts negative barbs, hopeless phrases, and guilt-provoking accusations. Chasing the food police away is a critical step in returning to intuitive eating, end quote. When we allow these food police into our lives, then it really just keeps us at war with food and with our body, 
So one of the very first steps in making peace with food, making peace with your body is to eliminate this all or nothing, good or bad thinking. And it's common for these food police to surface as you're beginning to reject dieting and to make peace with food. So it's just something to watch out for and be aware of. Because we live in a culture that worships lean, thin bodies, then it's really no wonder that we equate our virtue with eating foods associated with slimness. We see this all the time, actually, in food advertisements. We see things like all of the flavor, none of the guilt, or five surprisingly healthy sin foods, or foods that are described as sinfully delicious or a guilty pleasure. We can see how this morality has been tied into a lot of the messaging around food. So I want to get into guilt and shame here. As a whole, like I mentioned, I think that guilt and shame are seen way too often in our eating, and we really need to work to take a more neutral approach to food in general. But is there ever a time that you might want to feel guilty when it comes to eating? Well, first, we need to talk about the difference between guilt and shame. Guilt is the feeling that I did something bad. And this can be useful in a lot of areas of our lives to help us make better choices. I'm a religious person, and we talk about guilt pretty often in religion as a way to help us recognize when we've done something wrong, when we've done something that goes against our values, and leads us to repent and to maybe try harder not to repeat that action or that sin, if you want to call it that, in the future. So guilt can have a useful place in helping us towards progression and trying to do better. Shame, on the other hand, isn't the feeling of I did something bad. It's the feeling of I am bad. And shame is never useful. It's not useful in eating. It's not useful in other areas of our life. Many of you have probably heard of Brene Brown. She's done a lot of research on shame and has found that shame generally holds us back from progressing and being better because it causes us to want to hide or to blame others or to justify or to do other things to get rid of that feeling of shame because it can be so intense. So when we're talking about food, shame would look like you feeling bad, feeling like a failure, feeling like a terrible person because you binged on something or because you ate an extra helping or two of ice cream or something like that. You would feel personally like you were defective or a failure. So in my opinion, and from what the research shows, shame is never needed or helpful or useful in our eating. But let's take a minute and talk about if guilt ever has a place in our eating. This is actually a question I've pondered quite a bit. And I think the answer needs to be a personal one. And it's going to depend on your personal beliefs. I'm going to share how I view this, but you might want to take some time to ponder it for yourself and really decide what you want to believe. One question I've heard asked and have also pondered that kind of goes along with this is, is the pursuit of health a moral obligation? Should we, each of us, feel obligated to pursue being healthy? Some of the personal beliefs I have that kind of contribute to how I view this question and also the question of if there should be guilt in eating is I personally believe that we, that our bodies are a blessing, that we have stewardship over our bodies, and that we're responsible for doing the best we can to care for them while also recognizing that we're imperfect human beings who are never going to do everything completely 100% quote right. 
But I believe taking care of our bodies allows us to have energy to serve others more. Uh, It just shows gratitude for the amazing gift that our bodies are. That's a personal belief I have. I also see how taking care of ourselves can help lower medical costs for insurance and kind of help society as a whole in that regard. So that's a personal belief I have. Now, lots of people shy away from this idea of guilt altogether because guilt's not a great feeling. I know a lot of people are are turned off of religion in general because of this idea of guilt. Most religions do teach some degree of right and wrong. So if someone does something, quote, wrong, then they feel guilt and some moral dissonance. And it's just much easier to go through life thinking that there is no right and wrong so that you never have to feel guilty about the choices you make. And I think that one reason that guilt is so painful for people is that they use it to really get down on themselves and to beat themselves up. Or they let that guilt turn to shame, like we talked about and make that mean that they're a bad person. I don't think this is the purpose of guilt, nor is it useful or a necessary part of experiencing guilt. There's absolutely no reason to beat yourself up when you've done something wrong, quote, wrong, according to your beliefs. That's not what guilt is for, because we're all human and perfection is not possible. But as I mentioned, I believe guilt can be a useful tool in the pursuit of personal progression. And it can help us recognize when we're not acting in line with our values and can maybe give us some extra motivation to do better next time. So if I'm not treating my body with the respect that I believe it deserves from a health health standpoint, for example, maybe I've slacked on my meal planning and we're not having consistent healthy meals in my family or I've gotten lazy with my movement or just any aspect of health then I might choose to feel guilt in some situations as a way to help me get back on track and to do better. And this doesn't mean that I can't still be curious and compassionate with myself when I feel guilt. So let's look at a non-health example for a minute. Say I lose my temper and I yell at my kids. I might feel a sense of guilt because that's not the kind of mom I want to be. I don't think yelling at my kids is helpful. And so I might apologize to them and repent and feel a little guilty for that. But I can also be curious and compassionate with myself in that moment. Maybe I was tired. Maybe I was having a bad day or stressed out about something. Having that self-awareness can help me not yell in the future, not put myself in that position in the future. But just because I might choose to feel guilt for that parenting choice doesn't mean that I have to beat myself up or not be compassionate. Now let's take a health example. Let's say I eat a carton of ice cream in one sitting, and that's against my values of treating my body well and trying to not stress it out by making my pancreas work hard to get my blood sugar down and things like that. I might feel badly that I did some harm to my body, and that guilt might cause me to think twice next time I'm tempted to eat a whole carton of ice cream. But I can also be compassionate and recognize why I overate. Maybe I was stressed. I can remind myself that ice cream is formulated to give my brain some dopamine hits, and that might make me want to keep eating. So the guilt doesn't have to turn into shame or beating myself up. I believe we are in control of our actions. I believe we all have agency. And there's definitely a fine line between taking responsibility for our actions and recognizing that we are in control of ourselves and using guilt and shame as a way to punish ourselves or to get discouraged or down. 
I do want to say that I rarely choose to feel guilt over my eating. I definitely don't feel guilt every time I eat a fun food or I overeat a little bit. I give myself a lot of grace in this area, and I do not expect perfection at all. I kind of think of this topic the same way I think of my house. I feel like I have stewardship over my house, and I try to take care of it as best as possible and keep it nice and clean. But more often than not, you're going to find a pile of laundry waiting to be folded in my bedroom or two or three or four piles and crumbs on my floor. It's just unrealistic for me to keep my house spotless at all times. But I don't feel guilty for letting it get messy here and there, little bits of mess. And even sometimes I let it get really messy. And I don't feel guilty about that if it happens to be a busy season or if it's just not something I'm able to get to in my life at that time. And that's kind of how I feel about my body. As long as I am doing the best I can, as long as I know that I'm trying to implement and continue healthy behaviors I really don't get down on myself when I have to cut a workout short or skip a workout altogether or when I don't get dinner made every single night or I eat a few extra treats one day. These things are just kind of part of life and part of the ups and downs that come along with the imperfections of life. So I'm not going to choose to feel guilt a lot of the time. But then there are other times when I know I could be doing better. I know that I am not paying as much attention to my health or not doing certain behaviors that I know would bring better health or that I am doing other things that bring poor health. And I might choose to utilize guilt in some of those situations. So that's just my personal view and kind of how I treat it. This all might depend on if you're the type of person that tends to beat yourself up up over every quote unhealthy thing you eat, then you might be someone who just needs to commit to letting go of all feelings of guilt around eating. But if you're the kind of person that just kind of eats whatever you want without giving much thought to how it's affecting your body or your overall health, then maybe you're someone who will want to take a little more accountability in how you treat yourself. And maybe incorporating a little bit of guilt would be useful for you. So as you can see, this is a super nuanced topic. And that's why I think that it's important to decide what is best for you. If you're religious, I feel like you can kind of let the spirit guide in this area and it can help prompt you if guilt is ever needed to kind of help get you back on track. So in conclusion, you get to decide what you believe. I invite you to take some time and ponder this topic, but please remember that shame is never useful. It's never needed, particularly around food. You are not a bad person no matter how much or what you eat. Remember, there's no such thing as a perfect diet. There's no such thing as perfect health. We need to give ourselves a lot of grace and compassion around this topic for sure. And again, guilt may or may not be useful for you, depending on your beliefs and depending on the feelings and the actions and the results that guilt is leading to. So hopefully that all made sense. Hopefully that wasn't too out there. It's a lot easier to take a cut and dry approach to these topics, but It just didn't feel really true to how I believe and how I view guilt and the role that it plays in my life and how I see it as a useful tool and a useful emotion at times. Be sure and tell those food police to go away when they start surfacing. I hope you give yourself permission to get joy and satisfaction out of food as much as possible while still, of course, taking into account your health goals. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. 
Remember to hop on over to jennawaite.com or helpthroughhabits.com if you want my help in exploring all these little nuances with health and intuitive eating and nutrition and all the things in your life. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, bye-bye. Hey friend, I wanna personally invite you to join me and the other amazing women in my brand new private Facebook group. It's an awesome community where you can give and get encouragement as you ditch diet culture and work towards improving your health. Click on the link in the show notes to join or go to facebook.com slash groups slash finding true health. I hope to see you there.